Welcome to the Productivity Podcast. Diane Whirl, Marketing and Insights Director, MRI Springboard, is back for our monthly check-in. Hi, Di, how are you doing? I'm good, thanks, Simon. How are you? Yeah, good, thanks. So we're in June, July now, I think, aren't we, from our looking at the data and we, we've got a record breaker, haven't we? We have, but not really for the right reasons, which is a bit of a pity. Um, yes, July was um interesting month. So what normally happens in the year is that footfall increases steadily across the summer period, peaking in August and then dropping back down as, as the children go back to school. Um, what we saw this year was that actually for the first time since we started publishing our data back in 2009 was that footfall in July was lower than in June. And it wasn't lower by much, uh, by 0.3%, but it's the first time that has happened. And the average rise from June to July over the decade from 2019 is 3.4%. So you can see the delta between what we were recording this year and what we record on a normal year. So kind of a 3.7% swing to the average. And I think, is this the signs of people putting the brakes on? I know the weather was pretty awful, um, but interest rates continue to rise. And as I read the paper again over the weekend, it's predicted it's probably going to go up again before it, it comes down. So are they, is this the point where people are seeing this as a longer term issue rather than we'll just kind of ride it out and, and hope it goes away? I think it is. Um, in previous months, we haven't really seen this impact or any impact on footfall particularly. We've seen increases month to month. Um, things have been fairly positive because a lot of people, of course, have got uh, fixed rate mortgages. And of course, some of those are um you know, starting to come to an end in July and having to renegotiate. And I think the reality is, is hitting home. So, I mean, in the previous three months, we saw month on steady month on month increases um, and they they averaged 4% across the previous three months. In July, we saw this 0.3% drop, um, the first since March. Um, so I do believe that some of that is definitely due to interest rate rises and people feeling the need to rein back spending. At the same time, of course, the weather is is important for footballers, footfall, as we know. And, um, you know, having a lot of rainy days in July isn't great for retail. So it's the cumulative impact of both of those things. Okay. So does that play out across, is it a general, um, generally below across the whole week? Because I know we talked about weekends and Saturdays were on the rise again and of growing importance. But does June to July, is it just flat across all days or is there a particular trend? Well, let's start with the different types of um, shopping destinations. So what the whole the driver of that drop was high streets last month. So there were increases in retail parks and shopping centres. But even those increases were lower than the increases we would normally see from June to July. So all of the decline um, in in, in retail destinations was from high streets. So that was a decline of 1.7 percent in high streets. So. you know, it was very much, and you could see, and that was really gave us that information about um, the rain. You know, it was, yeah. it was clearly the rain influencing um, footfall. So that was the starting point. And then, of course, that does impact weekdays and weekends. Week weekdays um, are sort of you know important days, and some of the plans can't be changed. Um, and um, weekends tend to be more discretionary. Um, so. In July, in in high streets, we saw a rise during weekdays of one point eight percent. Good, but um, oh, sorry, no. In um, compared to last year, but in in weekend, it was a drop of one point two percent. You know, so 
we could see that actually, you know, the, it did impact the weekend more. And really, that is sort of what you would expect people. Take, people make the choice not to go out at the weekend, particularly when it's raining. And if they don't have much money either, they, that's what they sacrifice. It would kind of make sense with the kids being off as well, I suppose, that people would spread some of that activity across the week rather than yeah, the weekend. Yeah. So not not great record-breaking news, as, as you're saying. It would be interesting to see how we move from July into August if that trend continues uh, or, or if it was a, a blip. Where's this all kind of starting to play out in terms of things like Black Friday and, and Christmas? Do, I know we again we've touched on it in a couple of the other episodes, but are we are we heading for a, as a consumer a great Black Friday with lots of deals because people need to stimulate, or actually are people going to have less good deals for us and kind of play it till Christmas? It's going to be an interesting time. It is going to be really interesting because it depends on stock levels and inventory. Um, if they haven't got enough stock, they're going to keep prices high. This <laughs> is yep. a blood demand issue, isn't it? Um, Black Friday will come into play, of course it will. Every year we say, well, will it be as big as last year? It always is. Um, and it's always, you know, it's a market share thing for many retailers, isn't it? It's about getting that shopper early. And for shoppers, it's about spreading the spend across a longer period of time so they're not rammed up against it in, in December, trying to budget a little bit easier. Also, for those uh, consumers whose fixed rate mortgages don't end until late in the year or possibly early 2024, um, they're going to want to make get some bargains but spread that spend and do it early um, so it will impact but I think what we are going to see is an impact on footfall over, over Christmas and Black Friday anyway you know the less people spend the less fewer well the fewer people there are on the street the less they spend so you know it, it's interesting because when the sales numbers come out by the from the ONS I'm never surprised because I know roughly what they're going to be because I've got the early indicator of footfall to tell me you know, 70, 75% of all spend, um, is, retail spend, is in store. So, and the data we have at MRI software is such a huge data lake that it's not going to lie. And so, you know, I, I have a really good indicator of what's going to be in spend numbers. So um, it's never a surprise. So inevitably, what will happen is we'll make fewer trips, we'll be milled, discerning about the trips we make, we'll be more careful when we make those trips about what we spend, we'll probably be more focused about what we buy. Um, and so therefore footfall won't, it won't necessarily decline, but we won't see as big uplifts as perhaps we might, um, and spend will be impacted. So it's going to go one way there, isn't it? Potentially some amazing bargains, or if, as you say, stocks in short supply, then people are going to hold their nerve. And you know, if you if you want it, you're going to have to pay the the going rate for it because it kind of comes back full circle, really. Because again, petrol prices are, are starting to to rise. I think uh, unleaded by us has gone up by five or six p in the in the last week again. So there's this there's this storm brewing, and they say I think people are putting the brakes on. But there's there's other bits which are kind of in the air, which are going to have an impact for lots of people, especially with that that mortgage rate kind of cliff that you you talked about over the next three six nine months. So it's going to be an an interesting time, I think. And you know, as we've seen and talked about before, there's some retailers, unfortunately, that are, that are dropping off. But I assume that the strong will survive, and and as ever, there'll be more and more consolidation in the market. Absolutely. And, and, you know, often people, you know, when a Wilco, you know, where retail like Wilco goes, it was always oh, the market, you know, it's the demise of the high street. It's not necessarily that at all, because the problems at Wilco have been brewing for a long time. Yeah. Um, and it's just highlighted 
by the situation we're in because actually if you think about it you know logically you know with less money to spend you think discounters would actually be in greater demand which of course they are because people want bargains but it's about their overhead and their gearing um, and their debt all those in internal issues that have just come out to play now um and of course as interest rates go up and they've got a lot of gearing it will cost them more to pay off their debt so you know their cash flow will be impacted um so we, you know the winners will survive and in any you know in any market other than the mo- the, the, the greatest boom economy it, it's com- it's it's a tough environment for retailers it's competitive and there's always going to be another retailer who's more efficient and better at what they do than perhaps another retailer so that 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 is going should create better performance for retailers and therefore a better offer for consumers yeah yeah i agree and, and you know some of the unfortunate things that will go this is this climate at the moment sped it up it's not not the cause of it they were they were there before and unfortunately it's kind of it's come to a head hopefully someone comes and rescues them because i'm sure there's still some great people there and all those people in the stores that don't know what's going on but it's not it's not now that's been the issue it's this has brought it to a conclusion hasn't it absolutely absolutely these things are a long time coming really and um there have been rumors about it for a fair while and you can look at some of the stores that will occupy they're very large they're in high rented locations whereas the, com- the competitors are, are in a- mostly out of town they were paying lower rents per square foot so um these things come come home to roost unfortunately absolutely and probably worth just touching on hospitality so clearly christmas christmas parties is is going to be an absolutely key time for them i'm sure there's there's some quite nervous uh, business owners in that sector wondering if people have parties if there'll be money being spent if that's going to pan out because that's an industry that's still you know, rebounding from the whole lockdown and covid piece it is it's, it's going to be really interesting this christmas actually for, for hospitality and I mean, it's interesting anyway for hospitality because, of course, everything has severe peaks and troughs for hospitality, particularly in city centres with with hybrid working. Um, you know, there's lots of stories about sandwich just sandwich shops and coffee shops not opening on a Monday, or you know, not serving lunch but serving dinner, or not serving dinner. And because so many people work at home on certain days, um, I went into London on Friday, and it was as so quiet it was like a Sunday early morning on a Monday on a Friday and so of course this this is a complete change to how it used to be so that is going to take a long time to really unravel and sort itself out Um, regarding Christmas parties you know I think it will really depend on people's economic position as to whether they want to participate in that you know the hybrid working will have an impact because do you come into the office for a, a Christmas party or do you do something a little bit more local or not at all um, so I think that has changed the, the nature of it. But then we, you know, there will be some people saying, no, we want a big Christmas party because we don't see each other very much anymore. So I think yeah. it will be a half and half situation. Yeah. And you forget how much that has an impact in fashion as well, because people typically buy a new dress, new trousers, shirt for all that. Absolutely. So it's not it's not just the going out and the traveling. There's an, an impact in retail as well in terms of that kind of bounce they get. So I think we've we've said it on quite a few of these. It's It's interesting times almost. We see the trends, but those month-to-month changes more difficult to predict. And as we get into kind of the the choppy waters of these rate rises, mortgages ending, weather really unstable for the the time of year, and then Christmas Black Friday, it's going to be fascinating to see how it, it plays out towards the end of the year. Yeah, it, it will be. Every year is interesting, but particularly this what I call post-COVID or post-pandemic era, we're just feeling our way into a new into a new landscape, really. Um, and we've only had 
a couple of years and these have really been post-COVID recoveries. So we haven't got that hard data set of actually we know for sure what this landscape looks like. So we're just sort of feeling our way right now. Yeah, I think the one thing for certain is that it's change changes are constant now, isn't it? There's no um there's no norm other than the fact that it, it's just different. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Brilliant. So we'll pause there, record breaking month for all the all the wrong reasons, unfortunately. But let let's stick with it. Hopefully there's um a bit more of the the yellow stuff in the sky in the next month, which brings us all out a little bit. Clearly there'll be people going on on their holidays or, or not going on holidays because of some of the economic stuff. So I, I don't think it's all doom and gloom, but fingers crossed we uh, maybe break a few records the other way as we as we head into the uh, the winter months. Yeah, that would be great, wouldn't it? Just just to have a little bit of a boost. Absolutely. Thanks, Di. I'll catch you next month. Thanks, Simon. <laughs>